everyone. Welcome to the show. So I have a bunch of updates for you regarding Donald Trump's attempted coup clowns. Um, first of all, you guys may have heard Mark Meadows lost in court again. He tried to get his case moved from state court to federal court, and the judge ruled against him. So he's appealing that decision. And in the meantime, he asked the judge in the interim for a stay in the case, meaning that the state case would be put on hold pending the outcome of his appeal. Well, the state judge ruled against him again, and he said that your appeal isn't really likely to succeed. So no, I'm not going to... I'm not going to stay the case. So the state case will proceed. Um, this is important, not just for Meadows, but for his co-defendants as well, because legal experts are saying and have been saying Meadows probably had the best chance at making the case that he was acting within his capacity as a federal employee. Um, he's saying, you know, when I did all of these things, I was just doing it for Donald Trump. This was for the White House. This was for his presidency. So if he wasn't successful in making that case and getting his case moved to a federal court, you know, with a more favorable jury pool, which is the whole plan, their whole game, then the others are not going to happen. It's not going to work. They're just not going to make it happen. Um, next up is news about the battle over Congressman Scott Perry's phone. As I mentioned recently, an appeals court had ruled that the special counsel would be limited in what they could access on Perry's device. This has been a battle that's been ongoing for over a year. Well, the order was under seal, so we had no idea what was in that order or just how restrictive it was. It was just unsealed on Wednesday, and it's not good news. The court said that the special counsel cannot see texts or any other communications that Perry sent to or received from other lawmakers and staff about trying to overturn the 2020 election. I mean, that's the whole point, right? They're trying to determine, did Perry break the law in that regard in trying to help Trump overturn the election? So this is a complete joke. Uh, of a of an, a decision, of a decision, um, but the appeals court opinion says that there are approximately two thousand documents that they will allow to be individually reviewed by a federal judge, and then that judge will determine which ones fall under that speech and debate clause and are also protected, and which ones they can review. Um, you know, that, that speech and debate clause, as I've mentioned, that's the law that provides protection for lawmakers. So it prevents their communication from being reviewed or revealed by other branches of government. It is complete BS, right? The founders never intended for that constitutional right to pr protect criminal activity. So the special counsel might appeal this decision. They didn't have any comment yet. Um, they can take it to an even higher court. I mean, it could wind up at the Supreme Court. I hope they do. I, I, I really do. I, you know, as I've noted before, this panel that made this decision is a 100% Republican panel. And two of the judges, two of the three, were appointed by Trump. And then the third judge was appointed by George H.W. Bush. So we'll see what the Justice Department decides to do. I'll let you know. Um, there was some good news this week, though. Trump coup attorney Lynn Wood has officially lost his law license. As you all know, Wood was ordered to undergo a psych evaluation to determine his fitness to practice law. 
He refused. He fought them for a long time. And before losing in court, um, he ultimately decided, I'm just going to voluntarily surrender my license. So one election denier down, right? One election denier attorney down, many, many more to go. Um, speaking of which, attorney Rudy Giuliani has waived his right to a speedy trial. He told the judge he will not be ready to go in the next month uh, with Sidney Powell and with Kenneth Cheesebro. So it looks like he's going to be tried along with Trump and the others down in Georgia unless something else happens in the interim. And one of Trump and Giuliani's co-defendants in that case is now demanding access to Fulton County ballots and other confidential material. Harrison Floyd, he just submitted this request to the Georgia court. Now he is the guy, he is the co-founder of Black Voices for Trump. Um, and he's one of the three people who were indicted for allegedly harassing and pressuring election worker, Ruby Freeman. So Floyd's court filing states, quote, Mr. Floyd seeks the material because the state asserts that he and other defendants knowingly made false statements about the November 3rd, 2020 general election and knowingly sought to overturn the November 3rd, 2020 election results. So specifically, Floyd is asking for access to ballot envelopes, uh, Dominion voting machine reports, absentee ballot applications, and reports of forensic examinations of computer drives and storage devices that were used to count the votes. He also asked the judge to unseal and grant him access to over 500,000 ballots that were cast in Fulton County. Under Georgia law, all ballots are sealed following the certification of an election, obviously to keep them safe, to prevent tampering, also to keep them private so that the voters' information isn't exposed. So the judge is going to have to hear you know, arguments on both sides of that matter. Uh, there is no scheduled hearing yet to determine if this is a reasonable and relevant request. Um, and then last but not least, more coup clowns are turning on Trump and some of his other co-defendants, his minions. Indicted Michigan fake elector Amy Facinello filed a lawsuit this Monday, and she alleges that her, she and her fellow fraudulent electors were acting, quote, at the direction of Donald Trump. Facinello's lawsuit also throws coup plotting attorneys under the Trump train. It says in this motion, quote, and it, or this lawsuit, I should say, Quote, an attorney for Trump was present at the December 14, 2020 meeting of the Republican electors in Lansing and advised the Michigan group that performance of their duties was necessary on behalf of the president and the Constitution. And then it goes on to say, quote, Attorneys for the president specifically instructed Mrs. Facinello that the Republican electors meeting and casting their ballots on December 14, 2020 was consistent with counsel's advice and was necessary to preserve the presidential election contest. So I am just loving seeing the right on right violence. It's delicious. <laughs> and as we all know, that's not all that happened, right? It's not like they just met, they signed these documents, and then that was it. They sent them 
to the National Archives. They sent them to Congress. They tried to get Trump, or excuse me, Pence, to throw out the legitimate elector documents and use these instead. So there's just no innocent party here, as far as I know, um, unless there's more evidence that she can bring forth. So I will keep you guys posted on all of this. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. Please like this video, share it, become a subscriber, become a donor if possible. Love you all. Take care. Talk with you soon.